This is the season of You Talk Show, where putting yourself first is always in season. Life is bound to suck at times, and that is why I made this space where you can learn tips and tricks to navigate the suck. In this space, we honor and grow through seasons of singleness, seasons of sadness, seasons of celebration, seasons of hope, and also seasons of nope. So go ahead, crack open a silt with your new BFF and life coach, Megan herself, me, and let's dive into today's show. Hello and welcome to the season of You Talk Show. On today's episode, we have another version of Megan was scrolling the gram and I found a gem. So Elise Myers is who we are going to be chatting about today. So Elise Myers is a storyteller. She writes skits. She is a musician. She is a comedian. She is overall, though, an amazing storyteller. And Recently, she did a three-part reel about growing up overweight and the words that people said to her that left a lasting impact. And I think that it would be great to expand on this, expand on this a little bit and just shed some more light on this topic that is not talked about enough. So speaking of talking, I'm going to stop and I'm going to play the clip from Elise's Instagram and let the magic roll. It's no secret that as a child, specifically as a middle schooler, I was a little bit round. That would have been one way to describe me. Other ways that would have been more appropriate? Funny, cute, has curly hair, determined, sarcastic, witty, smart, talented, musical. So many ways to describe me. But the one thing that people loved to latch onto was the size of my body. Was I ashamed of that? No, other people seemed to be. You would be shocked at how determined other kids and adults were at making sure that I knew that they knew that I was larger than other kids my age. I was made aware of the size of my body long before I was ever taught how to love it. And I know now as an adult that says way more about the people commenting on my appearance than it did my appearance at all. I had a male substitute teacher overhear me talking to another group of students about how one day I wanted to be a cheerleader. He felt the need to walk up to us and say, I need to save you from yourself. You would be much more better suited in color guard or marching band or wrestling, but not in a cheerleading outfit. The audacity of a man to walk up to a seventh grade girl in front of her friends and comment on her appearance in any way is disgusting. I met that man for one hour when I was like 11 and I am 28 still undoing the damage that that one sentence had on my life. So if you are an adult, if you are around children, if you're around humans in any way, I need you to understand how powerful your words are. As easily as they can tear someone down, they can build someone right back up, but it's going to take a hell of a lot more work to build them up after you've tar torn them down. So I need you to be so careful about teaching people how to love themselves how to see themselves because I was taught how to perceive my body through the eyes of other people that didn't love me, that didn't care about me, that just thought they could make a passing comment and move on with their life. And I carried that forever. You have to be more careful with your words. We have to teach people how to speak kindly about themselves, how to love themselves, how to see them as beautiful and worthy and more than just what they look like. 
If I had as much attention poured into the things that I was good at and I cared about and I loved, I would have been a completely different kid. Thank you. While I did give him the power that he had no business having of stealing the dream of becoming a cheerleader for me, I did play a cheerleader in Greece my senior year and I felt incredible. So, bye Mr. C. So, I think after watching that clip and listening to that clip, there are a few things that pop out to me. One, the first and most offensive thing is that a man should never talk about a woman's body, especially when she's in the seventh grade. And if you have ever grown up overweight or probably even underweight, if you just, if you weren't one of the lucky ones who popped out average, then there have been people who have probably made comments about your body that you were not comfortable with. And let's just stop there. Whether you are a man, whether you are a woman, whether you do not identify, no adult, no human, no anybody should be talking and making comments about women's bodies. Oh God, I don't have makeup on. Uh, well, just realized I don't have makeup on, so we're just going to roll with it. Um, nobody should be talking about women's bodies, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter where you are. That is the most glaring thing because as children, as humans, as individuals learning and understanding and exploring who we are, we are in such a delicate phase where we are trying so hard to fit in. We are fighting tooth and nail to just get someone to like us, just to get someone to notice us, just to get someone to say hi. And then when all of our confidence is stripped by one comment of, you don't belong in that, or you shouldn't wear that, or you'd be better suited in this. When you have no interest in that is nobody's fucking business. Because let me tell you something, no matter what size you are, no matter what pants you wear, no matter what clothes you wear, no matter what you do, no matter what you like, no matter what you don't like, nobody has the ability to dictate your likes and dislikes based on what they think about you. Because let me tell you something, quite frankly, they don't know the first fucking thing about you. And like she said, he spent one hour with her and this man disrupted her self-confidence in life for years. And he doesn't even know. Because let me tell you, that's the privilege that people have who have never been teased about their weight, who have never had comments made about them, who have never had comments made about their appearance. They don't understand the lasting impression it has on young, delicate women and men that they carry with that every step of the way. Because let me tell you, that's trauma you don't tell anyone about because you're so fucking embarrassed. Yeah, I know that when I was younger, I was overweight. Nobody needed to tell me. I can, I can tell you that. No one needed to let me know because I knew. Because guess who had to wake up every day like that? Me. No one else. And that's exactly where the comments go. Where do the comments stay? With me. The person who said it? Poof. They, they don't care. And this is something that I'm really trying to teach the kids at dance is they don't think their words make an impact and they're they're 11 and 12 and they just go through the motions and they say things and they don't think that there's any real meaning behind what they say. And I try so hard to let them know that their words can keep someone awake at night crying because 
You don't know the emotional state that person is in. You don't know what happened to them today. You don't know if they were already hating their body earlier. You don't know if they were already crying. You don't know if their parents fought on the way here. You don't know anything. So therefore, we just need to treat everyone with kindness and there should be no comments made about anybody's appearance, about anybody's body, about anybody's clothing choice. Because guess what? When they put that fucking outfit on, they were confident. Maybe they're not anymore. Maybe they made a really bad decision. I cannot tell you how many times I went to school in an outfit and hated it by 9 a.m. and regretted every decision I've ever made from here on out. Or when you go to a dinner and somebody's like, oh, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> you're, you're going to wear that. Yeah, I'm going to fucking wear this. Well, now I don't want to. So as we evolve and as we grow, we need to take the power away from the people who we gave the power to in the first place. And so as Elise mentioned in this story, she gave this man power because he was in a place of power. She didn't want to give this man power. She didn't mean to give this man power. But what he said and where she was in that moment in time, she was already delicate and talking about the situation that was already like, you know, uncomfortable and a maybe. And she wasn't really sure, but it would be cool. And he just crushed every feeling of that. But the one comment that struck me like fucking lightning was this. People gave me opinions about my body before I had time to form any on my own. I mean, mic drop right there. Well, don't actually drop these because they're brand new, but mic drop right there. People had a, gave me the opinion about my body before I had time to form one on my own. I cannot tell you how much this hit me because when I was growing up, I didn't have the time to form my own opinion about my body because I had people telling me everything about my body, commenting on whether or not I was going to eat an ice cream, commenting on, oh, wow, you can't just eat one chip. You know what? Go fuck yourself because I still remember that. People talking about, oh, ooh, kids tripping me, kids telling me I was fat. Like, why don't you all go fuck yourself? Because they gave me the opinion about myself before I ever had time to form one. And when she said that, it all, it all came full circle in me realizing that I never had the chance to form my own opinion about my body until I was 26 years old and I told everyone to go fuck off because I had to learn what my body was for myself and not just go with what my body should be or what my body was or what my body has been. Because let me tell you something, nobody has to walk around on this planet with the stretch marks I have, with the memories I have, with the body I have, I get the privilege to do that. And yes, it is a privilege because this body is beautiful and it is mine. And if anybody has a problem with that, I'm so sorry. See yourself out. I really have nothing else to say. But when she put it in the way that people told me and told her and probably if you're listening to this and you struggled with this told you what your body was and what you should think about your body 
And this is why we have disordered eating in such young women. This is why we have eating disorders. This is why we have obesity. Because let me tell you something. When people would say shit like that, you know what I would do? Go hide in a fucking closet and eat some more because I didn't know how to cope. It's not rocket science. Do not talk about people's bodies. And just bringing this conversation relevant to now there are still conversations happening about women's bodies that people think are okay, even if they're good. And I've mentioned this before, but we should not have an opinion on anybody's body, whether they look banging, whether they be smoking, whether they're overweight, whether they look uncomfortable. That's not your fucking place. The only place that you need to worry about and where you will find the greatest amount of peace is worrying about your own body and honoring it. You say, oh, this my body, she cute, she healthy, she lets me walk. Mm -hmm." Because let me tell you, I watched my nephew not walk for an entire year and his body still did amazing things. So if you have, if you have an able body and if you are able to move your body, if you are able to run and to jump, honor your body. Because it's the only one you got, okay? This is it. This, this is what you got. You can do with it whatever you please, but do it out of a place of encouragement and of happiness and of gratitude and of self-love and appreciation. And I really hate to use those trigger words because I think that they are so misleading at times because self-love, people might think I need to love myself all the time. Not true. You need to love yourself enough to make yourself happy and to do things that make you happy even when you don't want to. Self-love is an all-encompassing feeling. It's an emotion. It's a action. And I think that when it comes to allowing other people to dictate our mental state, just like we allowed them to dictate our body and what it should be, That's when we are led to disappointment. That's when we are led to sadness. That's where we are led to depression. That's where we are led to anxiety because we're so anxious and worrying about what other people think about us when in reality, they don't actually think about us ever except when we're right in front of them and they have something fucking sly to say. Other than that, they don't think about what your body looks like. They don't think about if you bend over, if you have a back roll. Nobody else thinks about that. And let me tell you, back rolls are normal. Stomachs are normal. Legs are normal. If your legs touch, welcome to the 99 fucking percent of the society. We make it out to believe that we all need to look like a Fashion Nova model. And let me tell you, those girls have BBLs, which let me tell you, like, I mean, who wouldn't love a good BBL? Suck the fat from my stomach and put it in my ass. I mean, It seems like a win-win, but let me tell you something. BBLs are dangerous and they are also really expensive and nobody walks around like that unless you have plastic surgery. So if you see someone and they have a snatched waist and a big old booty, it's not real. They went under the knife, under the suction gun. And we are just made to believe, though, that that is the only way, that that's how we need to look, that that's the only thing men want, and that's the only thing we want. And at the end of the day, 
What do you want? Where do you feel comfortable? Where do you feel healthy? Because let me tell you, when you omit the feelings of love and welcoming and happiness and kindness and authenticity, then you attract the man you want. Then you attract the life you want. Then you attract the love you want. Then you attract everything you want. It is not when you look a certain way. It is not when you dress a certain way. And it is not when you do a certain thing. It is when you feel confident enough in yourself to go out and attract whatever you desire. That is where the attraction happens. The attraction doesn't happen because you have a big ass. It doesn't happen because you look how society wants you to look. It happens because you are finally ready to accept what you've, what you could have accepted all along, but you weren't ready. And now you are ready. And that is when it will come. But that nobody tells you that. Why, why would they tell you that? They don't make money that way. The media, lovely media, makes money off of you not eating, off of you buying diet pills, off of you hating your body, off of you trying to fix it in every single way possible. They don't make any money off of you loving your body. Now all they do is just tell you to go do self-care, which will be a whole nother episode on that. But self-care ain't even it. Self-care is going to therapy, not getting a manicure. Self-care is going outside and going for a walk not buying yourself a new fucking pair of shoes. You need to understand how to self-soothe and to find comfort in daily activities and do them every single day and not just when your battery is at zero, okay? So that those two are the main things. One, comments about people's body and two, other people forming opinions about other people's bodies. Now, number three is probably one of my favorites in this whole entire um, talk as well. And she said, I was taught how to hate my body long before I was taught how to love it. I mean, for real, why is this correct? Because it's true. It happened to me. It might have happened to you. It could still be happening to you. Out, out in this crazy world before the internet, before we could actually hear voices of women who are thriving in a thick, lovely, normal body, we were plagued by society to hate our way thin. So therefore, when we hated our way thin, we didn't eat. We exercised too much. We had an idealist, we had this idealistic mindset that was unachievable. Why? To be skinny. Sorry, I don't know. I forgot that word. But to be skinny because we thought that everyone loves skinny. Oh my God, they just like love skinny. No, they don't. They, people love you. They love when you show up just as you are. And if they don't, goodbye. Have a wonderful day. It was great meeting you. Um, but I'm going to go spend my time with people who appreciate me. And can we please, anybody who interacts with children, with young women, with anybody struggling with body, anything, can we please show them how to love themselves? And if you don't know how to love yourself, can we all get on board and learn to love ourselves together? 
because we cannot grow up with another generation of girls hating themselves and doing everything in their power to change how they look to look like everyone else and lose every part of them. And then they wake up 15 years later and they hate their life because they're trapped in a marriage they don't like. They look in the mirror. They don't even know who they are. They have no hobbies. They have no friends and they're lost as fuck and they just want to die. Because that's where we're going. That's where we're going. So can we break the cycle of growing up and having these women, these beautiful, lovely girls grow up and learn to love themselves, not to wish that they could fake cut off their stomach, to look in the mirror and say, oh my God, I'm so fat, to say, oh my God, I wish I was this, to wish I was this, I wish my legs didn't touch. Why can't we celebrate how they look right now in their beauty and their talents? And she also said, if people spent half the time pouring into my talents as they did tearing me down, I would be a completely different human. And holy fuck, is that correct? Everyone teared me down. Similar to you, I'm sure. I'm sure we can all see a lot of ourselves in this story if you've ever struggled growing up with weight issues. Nobody saw your talent. You didn't have talent. You were just the fat kid. How fucked up is that? On a real note, like what? So I challenge you, if you are in a setting with a young child, with a girl who is struggling with weight, talk to her about her fucking talents. Tell her how amazing she is. Validate her as a human. Because I think the thread that Elise talked about the entire time is searching for validation getting the wrong validation and then trying to get the validation again and then you get the wrong validation and then it goes in this cyclical cycle. All we wanted to be, all we wanted to happen was to be seen. All we wanted to happen was to be loved and then we grow up and we get into these relationships where we feel seen, let me use air quotes, where we feel seen and it's really with a narcissist. It's really an abusive relationship. And guess what? We just fucking put up with it because at least (laughs) somebody sees us. (laughs) At least there's that. No, no, no. Can we please value ourselves in a way where we don't need validation from anyone? Where the only person who needs validation and that we seek validation from is ourselves. No one is able to dictate how you feel about yourself. That is a you thing, sis. It's a you thing. And this is something that has changed my life. This one whole idea. So I don't know if anybody here is familiar with Gabby Bernstein, but Gabby Bernstein is a life coach. She's a spiritual guru. Um, She's amazing. And I was really big into Gabby Bernstein about four years ago. And she has a saying where she's like, you can choose fear or you can choose love and you can always choose again. And as a 20 something year old kid, I didn't know what the fuck that meant. I was like, fear, love, like love, love, like I'm in a relationship. I don't need love. Like I got love. Okay. Like I'm good. And That didn't work for me because I couldn't mentally put the pieces together. But something that did work was this. Is that a them thing or is that a me thing? Because everyone's actions are a direct reflection of them and not a reflection of you. So if you are struggling with other people's actions 
don't. Because ask yourself this, when somebody does something, okay, let's say I got a text message the other day that was like attacking me. I, I asked myself, is this a me thing or is this a them thing? It was a them thing. I just let it go and let it slide. And let me tell you, a year ago, I would have never been able to do that. But when you separate yourself, think about it as if you're physically picking yourself up and picking up the situation and you have a sifter and my nephew loves a good sandbox and you lift up the shit in the sandbox and you know there's not just sand and there's a G.I. Joe, a fucking gemstone, a Mack truck. Okay, and you sift it out and you have the two pieces and it's the people in the situation. And you look at it and you said, is this a them thing or is this a me thing? Did I have anything to do with the trigger or the the um, the reason why they sent this? If I did, then I'm like, okay, it's a me thing. What can I do to change it? But if it's a them thing completely, that's a them thing. I don't think about it again. So instead of choosing again, ask yourself, is this a me thing or is this a them thing? And in that small shift of questioning, my entire life has become so much less stressful because if it's a them thing, not my problem. If it's a me thing, what can I do to fix it? What can I do to transform it? What can I do to better myself so either the situation doesn't happen again or if it does happen, we are better equipped to handle it differently. So let's learn to love ourselves enough to value our self-worth, to value our amazing and able and beautiful body, whether you have stretch marks, whether your thighs touch, welcome, welcome, welcome. Whether you your boobs are humongo, celebrate. Whether they tiny, celebrate. Whether your arms flap in the wind, who gives a fuck? Because at the end of the day, people, whoever you're attracted to, men, women, anything. If you're like David Rose and you like the wine and not the label, I don't care whatever wine you'll be sipping. It doesn't matter because somebody and a lot of people think you are beautiful. A lot of people see your beauty in a way that you will never see your beauty. And I think that I want to end with this because I think that it's so, so important. There is this, this woman who has lost a significant amount of weight. And she posted a video the other day of her pumping some iron, okay? And I messaged her and I said, I love this for you. And I said that in the most genuine way possible. And she said, thank you. I just don't feel confident posting these. And I said, I wish you could see what I see. I see a woman who continues to choose herself every single day to become better for her and for her kids and for her marriage. I said, you might see your physical body, but I see your choices and I see your value in you seeing and honoring yourself. I said, and that is something so beautiful. And there are so many people who lose weight and get all of this love and praise. And like I said in another episode, when you lose weight, your biggest fear comes true because people love you more, not because you're a different person, but because you're putting out your feelers that you're able to be loved more. And I want to change that narrative as well, because let me tell you, when I see somebody who loses a significant amount of weight, I want to reinforce that 
I don't love you more because you lost weight. And I know there are a lot of people who are outpouring and congratulating you, but I want you to remember no matter what happens, because sometimes life comes behind you and fucks you up. And then you gain 30 pounds and you think you're the fucking worst piece of shit on the planet. You think that all of the value you were just mining, it's like you're like mining for gold. All of the work you put in, everybody who congratulated you, that you let them down and you didn't. Because I'm going to tell you, life goes up and life goes down and life goes up and life goes down. And that's okay. So when you see somebody who is losing a tremendous amount of weight, congratulate them again on their talents, on their on the things you see oozing out of them and not on their weight loss. Because that, that's temporary. That is something that is so not important. You should like this person, whether they are 20 pounds heavier or 20 pounds lighter. They are the same fucking person. And just like a baby struggles with object permanence, We as humans do too, because we, for some reason, see people so much differently when they fit into societal molds than we do when people are struggling, when they are uncertain, when they are uncomfortable. We just choose to ignore the people who need us the most. Those people who who look uncomfortable, guess what? They probably are fucking uncomfortable. What can you do to help them? What can you do to stop forming opinions about their body before they have the choice to make it for themselves? Oh, it's such a loaded topic, but I really wanted to expand on her three minutes because words matter. And this is something I've been really big on lately in my personal life, um, teaching the kids at the studio, in my personal relationships, words matter. They make a difference. And if I ever have a child, I do not want her coming into this world and into my world and having these same impressions put on her that I had on me and that you might have had on you and you shouldn't either. So what can we do today to help a loved one break the cycle, to help a loved one stop saying things that could fuck you up and fuck someone else up and just really create a bad mental space? What can we do together to eliminate the talk about bodies? So thank you, Elise, for this wonderful clip and for sparking this conversation. I am so grateful that there are women out there sharing such powerful words with their talents. And I hope that today you felt seen and you felt loved and you felt validated because that is what I'm here to do to make you not feel alone. That is what this podcast is for. I literally have no other purpose for this podcast other than for someone to not feel alone because there were so many times that I was out there raw dogging it, feeling alone, depressed as fuck, laying sideways on my couch with no friends, single, literally watching TV for hours sideways. I was on the couch so long once, uh, this is no joke, an earthquake came and fucking knocked me off the couch. That was honestly a wake-up call, I mean, in, in the weirdest way possible, but... It's, it's that, 
It's the not feeling alone part. And if you want more support, if you want to join me on a more personal level, on a deeper level, you can always join Cafe Confidence. It is a $1 a day, $30 a month, and you get access to all different areas like my mantra booth, like the confidence corner, like the um, anxiety table. There are all different sections. There's a section for feeling stuck and alone. If you're having anxiety attacks, I walk through what I do to get me out of that headspace and into a better one. There are so many tools and posts and articles that can help you in your journey of finding yourself while getting to know and being surrounded by other women. So if that is something that you need, a next level crew for a next level you, I just really like that tagline, so I like to say it whenever I can. Um, That info is down below, but And so is Elise's info. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful that I was able to capture your ear for this time. And I hope you have a magical day. Bye for now. Megan herself. 